This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. It's great to be back on a gloomy Sunday morning in downtown Toronto, live from Liberty Village. It's your host, Walter Rigabon, co-host Naz Marchese, and uh, our roving TFC reporter, Mark Kennedy, once again in studio. Big TFC game this afternoon, and we'll certainly talk about that afterwards. Uh, Naz, uh, some interesting guests uh, this morning. The Probably the greatest sports coast sports coach in history. Uh, certainly has that reputation and deservedly so. Uh, nobody has accomplished as much as this gentleman in the coaching ranks in any professional sports that I'm aware of. Mr. Scotty Bowman uh, going to be calling us from the Chicago Blackhawks training facility and uh, he'll be on very, very shortly. Certainly looking forward to that. I know that you're uh, a big Scotty Bowman fan. What's your best uh, Scotty Bowman memory, Naz? Best Scotty Bowman memory to me was the year that the Montreal Canadiens lost. I think it was eight games, and uh, they uh, just went uh, coast to coast and won the Stanley Cup. An amazing uh, feat. And Scotty, you know, Scotty coached some really good teams, great teams, but he brought the Pittsburgh Penguins when they finished third in their division and won the Stanley Cup one year in the early 90s. So Bowman has done a really good job with uh, any team he's coached. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal record. Uh, It would take me half the show to list his accomplishments. And uh, he's accomplished everything and anything uh, in hockey and uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, Middle of the hour, we have Matt Nickel on the show, uh, strength and conditioning coach, uh, Reputedly one of, uh, one of the hockey strength and con- conditioning gurus, founder of a fantastic product called BioSteel uh, that's sweeping the sports uh, supplement world, and we certainly want to talk about that. And, of course, at the bottom end of the hour in our golf wisdom segment, Sean Clement is back. He's, in, uh, he's been traveling the last few weeks, uh, doing some clinics. He was in Chicago last weekend, and uh, he's back in Toronto, and we're certainly looking talking. Certainly looking forward to talking to him as the golf season, unfortunately, is coming to a close in southern Ontario in the near future. So anyways, we're going to break. As soon as we're back, Scotty Bowman. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when I got my fill. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. You get two Ponzerati with two toppings each, plus two big Pepsis, the deal is a peach. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Just $13.99, that's low. For show, let's, whoa. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Visit pizzaville.ca or call 736-3636. 
There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. We are certainly pleased to have with us this morning and privileged uh, Mr. Scotty Bowman, uh, a resume, a hockey resume that's longer than anybody's that you can uh, name. I will simply put it at this, nine, nine Stanley Cups, um, uh, Cups in four different, uh, four different decades. Um, 1998, Sports Illustrated proclaimed Scotty Bowman the best sports coach ever, and that's certainly... Uh, a nice summary of uh, a career that is still ongoing as now Senior Advisor of Hockey Operations for the Chicago Blackhawks, Scotty Bowman. Scotty, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Very right, good. Good. Very good. Fantastic. You're down in South Bend, Indiana, from what I understand. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks have started their training, uh, just like every other uh, uh, hockey team, and uh, you got to practice later on this morning. How's this? How's the team looking this year? What kind of changes have you made, and uh, any new direction for the team at all? Well, this is our second year coming to this uh, place, and we're kind of fortunate. The, the football team has a bye this week, so <laughs> we kind of got the campus to ourselves. We got a lot of people coming. Uh, we had sellout crowds. Uh, I guess maybe four or five thousand yesterday, and again this morning we we scrimmage. Uh, we have three teams. We have about fifty six uh, players, and uh, we divide them into three teams. And we won't have a lot of changes. Um, you know, we'll we'll uh, 
we'll be looking at two or three younger players. Uh, we we won't lose much uh, from from last season, and our core is intact. We got, you know, we've got uh, uh, Taves, and he plays with Hose and Sharp. They're already reunited, and a new centerman, uh, Brad Richards. He seems to be fitting in very well. He's with Patrick Kane and Brandon Sod. That looks like it'll be the, the top six uh, on, on the forward line, and, and the defense doesn't change with Keith and Seabrook and Oduya and Jalmerson. There's a kind of fight, a fight for a couple of spots. Uh, we we lost. We didn't re-sign uh, Sheldon Brookbank. He was an extra last year. He played maybe 20, 25 games and a few in the playoffs. But we got we got to break in some young defensemen here and. Uh, but the same goaltender, Corey Crawford. So, you know, it's it's uh, the the nucleus of the team is solid, and uh, we we've got uh, we we're looking for progress from some of our younger players. Uh, we we've got Andrew Shaw, and, and he's been skating with Brian Bickle and Christopher Stieg as a as a good experience line, and uh, Marcus Kruger is is down uh, as a defensive player, and, and he was there last year, so. There, there's going to be maybe two or three changes, but not major changes. Scotty, uh, the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference, we're in Toronto and we watch a lot of the East, and uh, I also watch a lot of the West. And I find the two brands of hockey completely different, especially when the Stanley Cup final occurred between New York and L.A. How do you find it? Well, I was surprised last year. I thought um, the, the, the Rangers... Uh, you know, had a long series with Montreal, uh, went, in, went into overtime in the seventh game. And I didn't know if they were going to match up, uh, you know, against the Kings. They did a pretty good job, and uh, both teams had seven-game series, of course. But uh, the Kings are a big, strong team. and uh, But the Rangers, uh, you know, they've relied a lot on their goaltender, who's been outstanding in the playoffs, uh, Henrik Lundqvist. And, uh, you know, that's what it's about. And you get in the playoffs, the goaltender can can carry you through, and he just about uh, did it with the Rangers. Uh, they they kind of ran out of gas, I thought, against uh, the Kings. The Kings are a four-line team, and they're big and solid. They don't take a lot of foolish penalties. Uh, they have outstanding goaltending, and, uh, you know, uh, they made a good trade. They got Martin Gabrick uh, late in the season, and he hasn't done as much with other teams. Rangers had traded him to Columbus, and Columbus traded him. He scored 15 goals in the playoffs. Uh, he was outstanding. I know he just about killed us. We we got into the into the overtime of the seventh game, and and uh, he scored just about every game. So, uh, yeah, the Western Conference. Uh, Anaheim had a terrific team, and they will have another good team this year with the addition of Ryan Kessler, and uh, they're they're solid all the way through. Uh, we don't know with San Jose. They've made some, not some changes, but some changes in, in uh, their philosophy. And going going forward, I don't know how that, that's going to spin out. But, uh, yeah, the the West, uh, our division especially, uh, uh, da- Dallas made a lot of strides in the last couple of years, uh, the way Jim Nell has structured that team. And, and Minnesota's really come back, and, and they're, they're now a real contender in, in our division. And St. Louis with a good nucleus, they're a lot like Chicago. They won't change a lot. They'll be uh, they'll, they'll have a half a dozen of their top forwards back, and their defense is very solid. Their goaltending uh, last year uh, with Ryan Miller uh, signing with Vancouver, there'll be a change there. But uh, these are these are good teams, and uh, you just got to get in the playoffs now. And uh, and 
hope that you can you can go through. I mean, that's Montreal. You know, they they got through Boston, and and when you think about it, they beat Tampa pretty pretty handily uh, in the first round. So uh, just get in the playoffs. I think that's the object of the teams right now. Scotty, uh, Scotty, and I uh, uh, just want to remind our listeners, we are have on the line Scotty Bowman, legendary uh, NHL coach, now senior hockey advisor for the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Scotty, you coached in so many different eras, um, St. Louis Blues, and I mean, I remember you back as a coach with the Peterborough TPTs. I go back that far, and then the Montreal Junior Canadiens. <laughs> And uh, then the St. Louis Blues, you started your NHL career in three Stanley Cup finals in a row. Um, of course, the legendary Montreal Canadian teams, uh, the Lemieux-Pittsburgh teams, and uh, the Iserman-Detroit teams. You coached over an incredible, incredible time span. Um, did you change your coaching style at all from, from team to team, from era to era? Well, the the changes that happened in the coaching ranks uh, uh, affected me because I started with the St. Louis Blues. And, uh, in fact, after my first year, I was both the GM and coach for the next three years. And it's pretty difficult to even think of that right now because we, we didn't have any assistant coaches uh, at the time. And I, I'm not sure exactly when it started, but I think the the, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, uh, I think Fred Sherrill, he might have been the first coach he, he hired Mike Nikolak as an assistant coach at the, but at the same time as in Montreal we we hired uh, Claude Ruel as it was more like a development coach he was uh, he wasn't uh, on the bench uh, he was he was very good at practices and developing our young uh, defensemen especially and and now the teams they they've expanded so much each decade and you know right now you, you have a goalie coach uh, you, you've got a video coach. You, you've got a strength and conditioning coach. You usually have two associate or assistant coaches along with the head coach uh, planning all the workouts. And even on the bench, you'll see two and three other coaches. And, and it, go, it goes even past that. Now you've got psychologists working with teams. You've got analytics. So um, the coach now is, is more a director. I, I think um, he's hands-on. But he doesn't have to do all the detailed uh, work that we we maybe didn't do as much at that time because we didn't, you know, with the advent of television, every game available. Right now, uh, every team could pretty well pull up on their on their on their uh, uh, computers the style of play that any team in the league might use. So you know, you you you've got a lot of information. Uh, it's not as easy in hockey to process it because you have so many games you know you could be having some weeks you might have four games so um that's the big change i see is the the schedule is expanded now to 82 games there's a lot more travel although the travel is much easier i feel than when i first started because my first couple of years with the blues we would i mean i would say more than half half of it was uh, train travel and so you didn't have as much practice time uh, you, you know you, the the conditioning of the players today is is outstanding because they they work all summer. They have personal trainers. Uh, the the teams provide uh, you know conditioning uh, manuals, and I don't think there's very it's pretty well impossible for a player to come if he comes to training camp and he's not in a one shape. I mean, they now you see teams they practice two days and they get into a preseason game. We we couldn't have that. When, well, you mentioned the Peter repeats. 
when I was in Peterborough in the late 50s, the Toronto Maple Leafs trained in, in, in Peterborough. I was kind of fortunate. I got to meet uh, Punch Imlac and, and King Clancy and all the Leafs that were running the team. And that was a six-week training camp. When you think back about it, uh, those players, uh, they didn't have the facility to work out so in the off-season as they do today. So that's a big change. Yeah, it was a different world back then. And, th- and Scotty, you sort of let us in uh, talking about strength and conditioning coach. Our next guest on the show after you is Matt Nickel, who yeah. used to be the strength and conditioning coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we're certainly looking forward to talking to yeah. him. Uh, once again, Scotty Bowman, uh, uh, senior advisor, hockey operations, uh, uh, Chicago Blackhawks legend. Um, we, you talked about something that has been a big buzz in Toronto this summer because some of the changes that they've made in their front office is this whole thing that's sweeping the hockey world. Apparently, is something called analytics. Well, what's your uh, What's your personal opinion and your 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 thought on a- this whole analytics movement? Well, the Hawks have been using it for three or four years in different areas. I mean the the coaches are provided with um, a lot of information. Uh, they they have to process it. Um, you know, a lot of it, it, it it's sort of reassuring to a coach. You 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 have the the information's inside of you. Doesn't always come out, but the analytics bring it right out for you. But the Hawks also use it in 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 their farm system in call ups of, of players. Uh, if there's a player on waivers, or if there's a player that they feel they need to get in a trade. Uh, they use that information. They use it a lot. Uh, like now, they haven't, they're broadening it into the draft, the, the entry draft, but they haven't really, I mean, the entry draft, uh, the players, you know, they have that combine and they, they, they provide a lot of, it could be regarded like analytics. They analyze each player's conditioning and they analyze his mental outlook, things like that. But uh, as far as individual teams are concerned, I'm sure Teams have this information that the, the Hawks do because there's different companies out there to provide it. So um, I don't know if you just want to do it all alone. Uh, it's more uh, I, I, I get the analytics uh, that, the, that the Hawks use, and I enjoy it. I, I have a lot of time. So you know the big the big process is going to be how much time do you have between games to to, to be able to uh, implement it. You know. That's, that's the difference in hockey and other sports. Scotty, I want to take you back to some halcyon years from the mid-70s, and uh, a couple of significant things happened in, uh, in a short period of time in one year, late 1975 and the middle of 1976, and you're an integral part of both of them. The, uh, the 1975 New Year's Eve game between the Canadians and the Red Army, I remember that one like it was yesterday, and... Some people have called it the greatest hockey game that was ever played. I, I, in my memory, I certainly can't remember anything uh, more important than that one. And, of course, you were behind the bench for the Canadians. Tell us a little bit about that game and the preparation for it and how that game was different than any other game you ever coached. It, it was different. It, was, it happened during, right in, smack in the middle of the season. Like you mentioned, it was a New Year's Eve game, so we... And they were on top of the hockey uh, hockey world, uh, you know. They they were they were just an awesome an awesome team uh, with their Russian five, and uh, th- they had a big advantage over the NHL at that time with the conditioning aspect that they were using. Those the Russian teams, uh, we we saw it 
previously in the 72 series, uh, the Canadian team took it took eight games to, to knock them off, and, and, and the, the Canadian team's getting really top shape by the end of that uh, tournament. It would Otherwise, it probably would have been a different result. But they, they, they trained 11 months a year, and they had a big advantage because they stuck that team together. And uh, we, we had a solid team. Uh, it was a great hockey game. Uh, ended up in a tie. Tretiak sit on his head uh, to, for the Russian team, but... It was a challenge, challenge game for for uh, an individual team. Like I think in at that time we we played some series and some tournaments, but we were at a disadvantage because we we just put the teams together. We never even could play. So the the club teams could do better uh, than 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 picking all star teams because they played together. But the, the pace of play was outstanding. We played over eight and a half minutes in the second period without a whistle. So you know. You you were just continually watching who who was coming up next. Who probably had seven or eight or ten Scotty, line was, changes. But Scotty, I was getting tired watching that game. The the, the <laughs> pace of it. I mean, they were going end yeah. to end to end the entire game. And Montreal, Montreal. I don't know if you remember the exact numbers, but Montreal outshot the Red Army team that night, thirty nine to thirteen. Uh, and it was just just an incredible game. Yeah, there, there's going to be. It's a big documentary. I actually. I actually went to Toronto about two weeks ago, and that that's quite a, 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 a movie. It was at the Toronto Film Festival. It's called Red Army, yep. and it's uh, it's more or less the training methods, how they recruited players. It, it's kind of a life history of one of their top players of all time, uh, Vyacheslav Fetisov. Uh, he's interviewed at, at length, but it's quite. I think it's coming out in in January. That'll be a an interesting hockey movie for people to see what they did and how they trained and the system they operated under. It was quite fascinating for me to see it. Uh, Scotty, a lot of people, since we uh, were promoting you on the show today, a lot of people have asked me this question to relay to you. Um, how close were you to, be, to sign with the Toronto Maple Leafs as the president of the hockey club? I, I'm not sure because I had two... Three interviews at the time. I was with the Detroit Red Wings. I was in a, um, like, not a part-time capacity, but I was in a consulting role. And I think they were a little concerned would I be able to spend as much time. They were looking naturally for a full-time person uh, to take over their hockey operations. And uh, I think they've done it in the last couple of years. And now, of course, this year with the hiring of Brendan Shanahan, but I had I had three good meetings with those people, and they chose to really. They, I think they were concerned that I um, not not. It was probably in around nine. It was it must have been about eight, ten, eight years ago at least. So they, I think they were concerned that uh, do I have enough time to give to the job? And uh, I guess I couldn't convince them I did. And uh, and I I don't think any of us knew how much time they they needed to. To, to do, they they were trying to expand their staff. They didn't have as many people working at that time as they have now, and and that's been the biggest change. And I was that's pretty well what I had said to these people. I knew I knew how the Detroit Red Wings system had worked, and because I had been there, you know, for over ten years, and 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 I knew I knew how many people they had in their system, like scouting. They had two 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 very strong managers in. Ken Holland, who's still there, and Jim Nill, and and that we just, we didn't get into a lot of uh, 
individual uh, reasons why I didn't take it, but it just fell through the cracks. And uh, I was I stay I remained with Detroit until I moved to Chicago a couple of years later. Definitely a huge loss uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, not uh, not taking on, in my personal opinion, anyway. Scotty. Uh, Canada won the Olympic medal, uh, gold medal this year, um, and some commentators were calling our Olympic team this year the greatest Canadian hockey team ever. And uh, I, I posted uh, that I didn't think it was the, Cana- the best Canadian hockey team ever. I'm still a big fan of the 1976 Canada Cup team, of which you were the coach, and an, an incredibly impressive array of talent on that particular team. Was the 76 team the best team you ever coached? Yeah, it it was the best team because, of, I mean, if you looked at the defense core, we were fortunate because it was the the last real tournament that Bobby Orr could could dominate, and he did, and he was picked the MVP, which he deserved. But you know, we had the three best defensemen from Montreal. We had we had Guy Lapointe, Serge Savard, and Larry Robinson, and then at the same time, we also had Bobby Orr and Dennis Potvin. And, you know, a five-man crew like that, I mean, Dennis Budvan was probably the second most valuable player in that tournament. And he was, you know, he led the Islanders, as, as, you, as you know, a few years later. He was only tw- about 24 at the time of that tournament. So we, we had players like Bobby Hull uh, come over from the world. It was a big controversy, but they allowed Bobby Hull to play. And, uh, you know, it was a stacked team. I really, uh, I really thought that uh, it, it would be hard to duplicate that team again, probably because of the defense core. Uh, that would that would be the the one. I, I like the team this year that Canada picked. I think we have more players now than we ever did in Canada. They probably could have. We know the controversy picking the team, and Canada probably could have feel, could have iced a, a second team with a lot of great players that that just missed getting on that team because they you know they had they had some young players they had some veterans that were left off but uh, th- that was a great team this year uh, they they were so good with the puck they they maybe didn't score as much as some people thought they might but they were just about impossible to score on you know so it, it it's different eras that team in 76 wouldn't be able to be duplicated i think because of the defense core you know scotty uh who is the best two-way hockey player you've seen as a forward? Pretty hard to go past Bobby Orr. Um, you know, he was a defenseman, of course, but they said at the time when he came in, he wouldn't be able to play much defense. That he didn't, he could play everything. You know, I, I don't know of any. It's unfortunate we only saw him for ten seasons, but um, he did change the game from a defense uh, standpoint. Boston won two cups with him. Probably could have had three or four. They came that close, but he, he was just. From I mean, I was fortunate to see him from the time he was like thirteen or fourteen. Played in the junior leagues when he was a couple of years older, like maybe fifteen or sixteen. Got in the NHL when he was eighteen. But uh, you know, there's been some so many great players. It would it would be so hard to just say. Is Gretzky or Lemieux or Lafleur? I mean, these are these are icons. But we had some great players when I first started hockey. You know, with Gordy, legendary Gordy Howe and, and guys like that, and Doug Harvey. They were great in their era too. So I think the great players would have no 
problem playing in any area. That's that's my theory on it. You know, Scotty, I've got to ask you since we're talking about some of the greats of the game, um, styles of hockey have certainly changed over the years, and I'm not so sure necessarily for the better. Um, I mean, there were some great great players uh, in the '70s, guys like Lafleur, Perot, Bobby Orr. These guys uh, picked up an audience. They would pick up the puck behind their net and skate end-to-end. You don't see that in hockey anymore. Is hockey uh, lost something because cause that doesn't happen anymore? Well, you know, all sports change. And, uh, you know, uh, teams strive for defense. They strive to, to, to make sure the other team doesn't run over them, you know. We've had some changes. We've had some big changes in the game of hockey, as we know, um, you know, with the bigger end zones and the way the way the game is structured now. And, uh, you know, players are bigger, too, uh, and, and and it's fast. I mean, they, 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 these guys move so fast for their size. Um, I don't think you can compare different eras now. Um, you know, you got to think about what's what it's hard to play now. I mean, it's hard to score. It's it's really difficult to score goals, and that's why we don't have, you know, a lot of hundred point guys or fifty, sixty goal men. We don't have that now because uh, the teams have defensed themselves pretty pretty close to uh, making it tough to score. You know, and we've had on the line this morning Scotty Bowman, uh, legendary hockey coach, uh, by all accounts, uh, certainly uh, without question the greatest hockey coach ever, and. Uh, uh, and in, in the minds of so many other sports uh, commentators, the greatest sports coach ever in North American sports leagues. Uh, Scotty, we really want to thank you for joining us on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour this morning live. Um, have, have, uh, have a good time at the practice this morning, and uh, we, wish, we wish you and the Hawks all the best, uh, except when they play the Toronto Maple Leafs. All the best, and, <laughs> and thanks so much. We really, really appreciate thank it. Thank you, and good luck. Good luck with your show. Thanks so much, Scotty. Thanks, Scotty. That was Scotty Bowman, uh, nine-time Stanley Cup winner. Uh, certainly, the the my mind's no question the greatest hockey coach of all time. Um, certainly, some interesting comments about some of the greats of the game, and um, some of the great great games that uh, that he's coached over time. Toronto Maple Leafs had a chance to sign Scotty Bowman. What does that tell you? And uh, maybe that's got something to do with that ESPN article uh, that we saw this week where the uh, ESPN rated the uh, top, uh, rated the sports franchises in North America uh, for their fan base satisfaction. Now, you and I, Naz, are part of the Toronto Maple Leaf fan base. No kidding. (laughs) Not sure that we're satisfied. But according to ESPN... And uh, which 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 article got repeated in some of the Toronto dailies? The Toronto Maple Leafs finished last, 122nd out of 122 in fan base satisfaction. That that's that's just startling. Not surprising start- though. You find it? You don't think it's surprising? No, because they've been so bad for so long. The team itself has been so bad for so long, and Leaf fans are the best fans in North America. The best fans, for sure. The most tolerant and patient fans. um, And uh, we certainly put up with quite a bit. And uh, the hockey media machine started again this week. And uh, um, 
you know, hockey is 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 back in town. The Leaf training camp started, and uh, already we're playing. Uh, the the Leaf media machine is taking shots at uh, Steve Spot and uh, Phil Kessel. And what was that all about? Oh, about uh, Kessel not agreeing with a breakout that Steve Spot was uh, doing. A breakout? Give me a break, guys. I mean, breakout. There's like two or three breakouts in hockey. And they're writing in the press already about this, and this is a big story? You know what? Uh, the media has something to do with some media I'm talking about. Not all of it, but some of the media that writes articles like that, they shouldn't write articles at all because that's brutal. Well, they got criticized uh, apparently because some of these cause some of these comments from Steve Spot happened at some coaching seminar, and some minor league coaches picked it up, and they wouldn't go on the record, from what I understand, and uh, and all of a sudden it splashed all over the sports pages again. And you know, we're trying to get a positive start to the uh, to the uh, to the Toronto Maple Leaf season, and uh, you know, you're never more positive than you are before the first puck drops. And, you know, we've got to start dealing with, with this kind of stuff already. I just, I just thought it was I, – I, I didn't understand where there's a story there. I really didn't. No, neither do I. Here's the breakout, guys. Forward to the hash marks. Defenseman moves the puck to the four, to the forward, off the boards, off the wall, and get the puck out. That's basically a breakout. So why are you talking about, oh, uh, Kessel not agreeing with Spot? You sound like you coached a little bit of hockey, Ness. Uh, you know, it gets, gets very frustrating. Gets very frustrating. Yeah, I know. I'm sure NHL breakouts are probably perhaps a little bit more sophisticated than that. But uh, and and it's unfortunate I didn't get to ask Scotty Bowman this question. I, I ran out of time, and I had it on my list of questions to ask him. And it came to the issue of preferential treatment for your star players. And I wanted to ask Scotty if he ever had any preferential treatment for the Gila Fleurs. Or, or, or some of those guys. And, and, and the Toronto media is trying to make the point that it, 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 it kills a team when you give a star preferential treatment. And, and I'm not sure that's the case because there's a difference between treating your stars a little bit differently and giving them perceived preferences. And I don't think there's been any – I mean, stars are stars. They operate in a different – they operate in a different world than, than than the rest of the rest of the players, and you you you've got to give them a little bit of freedom to do what they do best. And I think they picked up on a little little point about Kessel. Like, let's face it, Kessel's the most talented player on this team, absolutely, bar none. Absolutely, he's in essence their franchise player, and he's he's an offensive dynamo, and he's the most offensively created most offensively creative player on this team. You can't put these types of players in straitjackets. And I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't quite didn't understand why people are trying to be so critical of him because he doesn't necessarily operate in a straitjacket. That's what all the great performers do. They exercise their creative talents. Anyways, well, well you know, we're certainly going to follow where that goes. I mean, uh, hockey's becoming... Uh, becoming uh, uh, the number one topic in town again. Uh, everybody's uh, in gear. The, the training camp has started. And talking about training camp, we have with us this morning Matt Nickel, strength and conditioning coach uh, to so many NHL players, founder and partner of a company called BioSteel Sports Supplement, which is taking over the sports supplement world in the NHL. Um, in a Sportsnet article just a couple of weeks ago, Matt Nickel was described as hockey's best 
trainer. Matt, are you with us? Good morning, guys. I am. Good morning. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you guys doing this morning? We're great. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm honored, especially uh, Paul. I, I feel a little uh, ashamed of myself, a little intimidated after that last guest, Phil. Well, we <laughs> all do, <laughs> believe me. I, so are we. I'd love to share it with you, but it's a pretty tough act to follow. Well, you, you know what? Uh, you know, talking to Scotty Bowman is talking with one of the legends. So, Absolutely. Uh, but you're, uh, you're uh, described as hockey's best trainer, by uh, according to Sportsnet and according to some other people in the know. Uh, tell us what a hockey trainer does. Well, you know, I've, I've been, uh, I guess now I've worked on both sides of the fence. I've worked, uh, you know, in a, in a, as, as a strength and conditioning coach in a team capacity. I was the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs for a very long time. And now I work privately uh, with guys from a variety of different teams, and, and the roles are pretty different. And I think now, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the, the job is to try to, you know, maximize performance and then also maximize longevity of, of these careers to keep the guys healthy and out in the ice as long as they can be. Now, you, uh, you started this concept known as the BioSteel Camp, which got a lot of press this year, and uh, one, of, uh, one of the friends of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Michael Del Cole, was, uh, was present at that camp. Tell me a little bit about what you do at that camp and, uh, and what you're trying to accomplish. Well, you know, I've been working with NHL hockey players for almost 16 years now, and, and I, uh, I'm not a hockey coach, and listening to you speak, uh, you know, it sounds like you, you could be one, but I'm, cer- I'm certainly not. I think I... Uh, if I've had any success, it's because I know what I don't know, and I try not to, to be somebody I'm not. But I've always focused just on, on what happens in preparing the players off the ice. But, I, but you know, years and years ago, I used to get quite frustrated with the, with the type of preparation that they had on the ice. I didn't, uh, I didn't think necessarily a lot of the things that they were doing were specific enough to, to the game or, or intense enough to really provide a benefit. And uh, even when I was with the Toronto Maple Leafs, we, we would open up, we would have a summer skate and open up, uh, you know, spots for players on other teams that happen to live in Toronto and 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 I saw that was a real positive thing we got the compete factor up on the ice and so the idea behind the camp is that uh, you know for the guys that are there training with me day in day out all summer uh, it's an opportunity for them to get an injection of, of new players from from different teams and from all over not just you know Canada all over the world we have players coming from Russia and all the United States and Sweden but uh, so now it's it's a chance for these guys, even if they have great trainers wherever they may be by themselves. It's not the same as when you come in and you're you know you're competing with 32 other NHL players of the same caliber. Uh, it gives you a chance to see where you stack up before training camp and make sure that your uh, your conditioning is on on point. Matt, how has the training regimen changed in the past 10 to 15 years? Oh, it's you know it's really changed radically. Like I think. Um, you know, we used to talk about uh, guys coming in into camp out of shape was not that irregular. You know, there's obviously been a, a spotlight this week on, on, you know, one guy in particular here in Toronto and certain guys around the league. But, that you know, that really wasn't that uncommon, you know, even as recently as 10 or 15 years ago. I think now it's you'd be, it'd be pretty uh, hard to imagine that there are players in the NHL that aren't doing some form of regimented training before training camp now. You know, not, not to say they all train... Uh, equally, you know, as, as, as diligently, or they not, they're not all equally as disciplined, but I would say that, you know, the game is just, it's too fast. The guys are too big, they're too strong. Uh, you know, if you want to compete in this league, you have to be training now. So it's it's really become a, a staple in everyone's uh, off-season plan. And, you know, the role of guys who do what I do has grown. You know, when I started, there was not very many guys that were working with NHL players. Now there's, you know, 
all sorts of training centers and gyms and strength and conditioning coaches that are popping up around every corner. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour with Matt Nichols, strength and conditioning coach, hockey's best trainer and founder and partner of BioSteel Sports Supplements. Team BioSteel uh, has some really incredible athletes that uh, are part of your team. Carrie Price, Andrew Wiggins, Tyler Sagan, uh, Gary Roberts. Uh, tell us a little bit about the company, Matt, and the type of products and and uh, what uh, what uh, what niche you're filling in the market with your products. Yeah, well, I've, um, I, I started making these products um, 11 years ago, actually, believe it or not. And even though uh, BioCells, a company, has only been around for five, but I started formulating the, the products when I was uh, working in the NHL, and, and what I realized at the time was there was two, two major, major problems. One was that at about 7 o'clock at night, when your body's supposed to be kind of winding down and getting ready for sleep, these guys are ramping up to play an NHL hockey game. In addition to the, you know, just the regular adrenaline you would have and the nerves and the jitters, they were, you know, taking, you know, stimulants, uh, stimulant products and high-caffeine-based drinks and things like that. And um, secondly, uh, when I first started making the products, you know, I was working with the not just the strength and conditioning coach, but the team nutritionist, and I was the one who was dispensing a lot of these supplements and drinks and shakes to players. And in 2004, um, when they instituted drug testing, uh, I had I made a point of I went around and I gathered up all the different products the players were using, and I tried to contact all the companies to see if they could provide me with some sort of documentation to show me that these products had been had been drug tested and were safe, because you know I. I would now bear liability if I'm handing these out. And what I found, which was really frightening at the time, was that there was nothing that any of these guys were using. And, there were, and trust me, there was dozens and dozens and dozens of different products. None of them were tested. None of them could actually verify that what was on the label was in the product. So that was the genesis of, or, you know, the, the, the motivation for me to, to start uh, making these products. And I guess the, that, you know, principle is held true to this day. Our goal is, uh, you know, we want to make safe, healthy products uh, for athletes to use that will provide them with a performance benefit, but keep them keep them safe and, and drug free and, and healthy. I know I noticed that two members of uh, Team BioSteel are going to be taking your uh, taking your brand over to Scotland next week in the Ryder Cup. Uh, interestingly yeah. enough, Hunter Mahan, Jordan Spieth, who happens to be my favorite young golfer, uh, have made the U.S. Ryder Cup team, and they're and they're both part of uh, Team BioSteel. Uh, uh, remarkable. Tell us a little bit about Hunter and, and Jordan and their relationship with BioSteel. Well, golf is, uh, you know, we've we've been very popular in hockey for quite some time now. Um, golf has really exploded in the last couple of years, and we've got uh, those are two obviously, those are two big names, but there's many, many more. Uh, you know, and if you uh, in addition to the guys, and you'll see lots of them with the, the BioSteel towels on their golf bags, and you'll see them drinking the pink. But we have, uh, you know, lots and lots of credit card receipts from, you know, it's like a who's who of pro golf now. So it's it's pretty exciting to see, and it's a, uh, it's actually a real nice fit in that sport um, because when you speak to any golfer, that's a, that's a huge problem is that they they need to maintain their energy levels, they need to maintain uh, their focus, and they you know they want to be sharp, uh, but usually products that deliver those on those promises are, are stimulant-based products, which doesn't help you in golf. You can't have jittery hands, you know, when you're addressing a, a putt for a, for a championship. But, um, you know, these guys are out on the course, and they're athletes. I mean, that's that's a sport that, you know, you want to talk about hockey changing uh, its ways with regards to fitness and conditioning. You look at golfers in the last 20 years, you can see now these guys are, you know, they they, they certainly always were highly skilled, but these guys are serious athletes now, so... 
when they're out on the course all day, uh, you know, they need they need an edge. They need something that's going to provide them with energy. They need something that's going to help them to keep from breaking down, both you know, breaking their muscles breaking down, and also just mentally and, and you know, with regards to exhaustion, and to stay hydrated. It's hot out there, so that's uh, it's been a natural fit for golf. Matt, we have a demographic here of uh, we have a lot of listeners that listen to our show, but we have a demographic of forty years and up. Your product, how does that match up with all the Zoomers out there? Well, matches up perfectly. I mean, there's this is this is the idea. This is um, you know, and it's it's something that uh, you know, as much as we love the fact that there's NFL and NBA and NHL players that that use the product, it's a, it's a great honor to be able to provide those guys with the fuel to perform their sport. Uh, it's certainly not exclusive for them, and and just for for anybody who wants to be at their best, and and even if you know you're not a you know you're not a an athlete, it really is not a criteria to use the product. We have a lot of uh, guys that are telling us you know that they're you know Bay Street guys and Wall Street guys, and they're 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 consuming less coffee, and then we've had some that have got completely off of coffee, and they're using this instead. Uh, you know, it helps keep them hydrated and keep them focused and feeling good, and that's certainly a healthy thing. And, uh, you know, when you talk about any of your listeners that might be, uh, you know, weekend warriors or, or, you know, recreational athletes, it's certainly a, a healthier option than most of the high-sugar-based sports drinks that you're going to find when you go to the store. Anyways, we've been listening to Matt Nickel on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, strength and conditioning coach, founder and partner of BioSteel. I don't know if you noticed, Matt, when, but when you signed the, the contract uh, to come on the show today, the, in the fine print it said you had to provide Naz and Wally with some discounted uh, drink, the pink. <laughs> Absolutely. you Nat- you got to come pick it up. you got to come see me at my gym. We will come and see you. We uh, certainly no spectators. Na- you better bring your workout gear. Well, we'll bring, we're, we, we, <laughs> Naz and I consider ourselves uh, weekend warriors. Uh, we're we're former uh, huge ball hockey players uh, in in our previous uh, in our previous lifetimes. In fact, I had a reunion of the Western Rangers 1978 ball hockey team last Saturday wow. night. So we we certainly do have a need for your product, and we certainly will follow you up with that offer. And uh, going to have to pop down to your gym one time. Anyways, we've loved having you on the show. We definitely love to have you back in in the near future to uh, talk some more about uh, about your product and about some of the, your athletes and some of your uh, coaching uh, strength conditioning uh, program so sounds very good thanks so much matt and uh, enjoy the rest of the day hopefully it'll sunny up and uh, get, get some nice things done today thanks again matt thanks guys have a great day thank you uh you've been listening to the naz and wally sports hour we'll be right back after the break it was a rainy day in pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. 
Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too. But the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics. On time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. Alta Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio, the new AM740. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're just about to go to our segment with Sean Clement, Golf Wisdom, but just want to remind everybody that at the Naz and Wally Show, we are big supporters of the Foundation Fighting Blindness. They are doing some groundbreaking research in uh, restoring sight and more importantly optimism to so many Canadians the foundation fighting blindness www.ffb.ca our resident golf expert uh, Sean Clement uh, golf wisdom www.golfwisdom.com and Sean Clement on YouTube Sean how are you this morning hey guys wisdomandgolf.com wisdomandgolf.com Absolutely. You've been traveling around lately, did some lessons down in Chicago. What do we want to talk about today now that the golf season's coming to a close in the next couple of months? Oh, it's uh, it, it, exactly. We, we're, we're, we're closing in. Uh, the, the end of the summer is here, and it's time to evaluate what just happened over the course of the season. And our, our winter supervised lessons start in a month. And that's really where, uh, where you're going to make your biggest improvements in your game, believe it or not. Uh, over the course of the winter is a time to train and, and, to, and to polish the action and, uh, and the, the focus and, and that focus sequence. And then once you've got that focus sequence set up, uh, the spring comes around, we kick you out of there and you go play some golf. So there's a time to play the game and then there's a time to, to, to reflect Right now, we're getting into that time right now, and uh, we're going to enjoy an, another month or two of golf, hopefully, uh, if all goes well. And then, and then it's the time to train and prepare for the following season. Now, uh, please save some spots for me in your, in your winter program uh, up at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. And uh, if people want to get a hold of Sean to improve their game over the winter, just check him out at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. Um, you do some remarkable things indoors during the wintertime to get people ready for their game. Give, a, give yep. us an idea what, uh, what, uh, what you'll be doing with your students this winter, Sean. 
Well, typically our students come in once or twice a week for an hour, and it's a very focused hour. I'm there right behind them uh, over the course of their, it, it, we call it supervised practice, but it's, it's, it's full-out instruction. And it's, this is the most affordable way. You know, it, it, it comes to about 30 to 35 bucks an hour. And, um, and what we refine is the feel of the action. We don't have ball flight to distract you. You're not playing golf the next day or the next week or the next month. So now you can really sit down and, and, and really make the necessary changes. And this is where we see the best transformations in all our students. Uh, you know, 70% of our students come back year after year because they can really see the difference. If you take a lesson today and you're playing tomorrow, chances are you're not going to retain that much out of the lesson. So it, uh, the, the payback for winter training is phenomenal. It really is off the charts. Well, that's, uh, that's fantastic. We're certainly looking forward to that. Uh, what, should, uh, what should our listeners, golf listeners, be concentrating on the last, uh, last, uh, month and a half, uh, last month and a half of the fall season here? Well, basically enjoying their game, you know, really focusing on where they want to put the ball and, and, and focusing on target. Um, once they, uh, you know, they, they, they've really been working on their games all season and, uh, and it's really time to enjoy the last month, month and a half of golf. And this is typically where most people play their best golf. Well, it's certainly, for me, it's, it's my favorite time of year to play golf. Uh, you're away from the hot summer heat uh, or the hot summer heat that we did not have this summer. Uh, yeah. But falls usually an incredible time of year to play golf, especially in uh, in southern Ontario with the leaves changing and the brisk in the air and the nice walk out in uh, in some beautiful countryside. Uh, and it's uh, certainly an, an incredibly healthy thing to do. So hopefully our listeners will have the opportunity uh, to take advantage of that. Anyway, Sean, our, my producer is waving his arms at me, so okay. he's telling he's telling me I got to wrap this up. Unfortunately, uh, will you join <laughs> us again next Sunday? Okay, you got it. Thanks, Have an Sean. Awesome week, you guys. Thanks, we will. Sean. Have a fantastic week. Anyway, Sean Clement in uh, wisdominggolf.com. Uh, certainly check that one out and check him out on YouTube. He's got some of the best stuff on golf you will find anywhere. Uh, in a few moments we have left, Mark, TFC, Toronto Football Club. We have an important game this afternoon, and we're in a stretch drive for a playoff spot, and we're without our star players still. I'm a man on a mission today. I'm here to take Naz to his very first Toronto FC game and look at the weather. What a day I've chosen. Are you ready, Naz? Oh, I'm really ready. I'm uh, just hopefully I can get most of the San Diego Buffalo Bills game in before we get we get I, to the stadium. I, I have promised Naz that we're going to be in a sports bar at at one o'clock so that we'll see that we'll see Bills and Chargers. I will not take it away from you. Anyways, I want to wish you guys all the best at that game. I'm going to be staying dry today. Uh, I'd love to join well, you. Back out, eh? Uh, no, I just want to say this. I have to say this on the air because I'm a good son-in-law. I'm a. I have to go to my. I don't have to. I'm pleased to go. <laughs> To my mother-in-law, Maria Piedmonte, 80 years old. God bless her. I'm oh, at her birthday. Her. I'm at her birthday party today up in up in Bonn, and I'm certainly looking forward to that. And that's why I won't be able to join you guys as you're getting soaked this afternoon. We'll make sure that you're invited to the TFC playoff game. Anyways, in the minute that we have left, Mark, uh, you're our resident um, TFC expert. You have a blog, Mistake by the Lake. You've been following t- TFC since day one. Where is TFC, and 
What do we have to do to make the playoffs? Today is the make-or-break game. If they don't win today, then I think um, they become the Blue Jays of, uh, of, of local soccer. Um, Jermaine Defoe is supposedly coming back tomorrow, and he might, might make a difference. But uh, it's uh, not as, as dire as the Blue Jays, but it's pretty bleak. Will he be well-received? No, I think that's why they're deciding that his first game will probably be a road game in L.A. Um, so that he has a chance to perhaps score some goals before he shows up back here in town. Anyways, Calvin is really, uh, our producer is really waving his arms now. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank you, Naz and Mark. And we'll be back again next Sunday morning, live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. Have a great week. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.